Welcome to the Mission City Podcast. Today, our campus pastors, Dave Cash and Chuck Foster, talk about their recent trip to Israel and some of the major takeaways from their trip. I'm excited to hear all about it. Let's turn it over to Dave and Chuck. Hey there, Chuck. How you doing, buddy? Hey, it's good to be back. I know it's been a while. I haven't seen you since yesterday. I know. I thought we got canceled. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that wouldn't surprise me uh, one bit, but uh, it's good to be back. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. We're super excited to be have a... Hey, when you make season two, that's kind of like a good thing, right? Yeah, we survived. Uh, we had 20... Some odd... 24. 24 episodes. 24. Well, we did. We filmed like 26 or 7, but 24 went out. 24 made it. Kind of like puts us in an elite category. We are. That, that is true. We are. We, we are, are the 1%. Elite. We are 1%ers. Yep. So now people are going to be looking for the uh, hidden episodes. Yeah, well, so maybe so those hidden episodes will be coming. Maybe Benny can collect your titles. Yes. Yeah, the deleted scenes for, on YouTube would be good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That would be funny. So um, this coming Sunday, for you and I in the present time, yes, the is game, Super Bowl Sunday. The game will be over. When this airs next week, a week from today, the Chiefs for you will, and I, the Chiefs will have won. The Philadelphia Eagles will be hosting their Super Bowl trophy already. And Jalen Hurts will be kissing it at this particular. People will already see that. You know what's cool about this game? There's two Texas quarterbacks, but That's no, te- true. but no Texas teams. That's true. That's sad. That is sad that there's no Texas team or a Las Vegas team. But um, yeah. that's my team. But it makes me uh, happy that we've got some representation there. And uh, from what I've seen from Jalen Hurts. Faith is pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, I like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you know, I've heard, I know some guys who, who in the coaching world, who have coached um, against him when he was a player at uh, Channel View High School. He said his dad was an amazing coach. I heard amazing that man. I heard that too. A great leader, great father, a believer, too. which is always, always well. And look how he handled the whole situation. Alabama takes him to a national championship game, then he gets benched and. You don't hear him complaining, and then he transfers to OU and where he wins the Heisman. And then, you know, didn't he win the Heisman? Uh, I don't know if he won it or he was at least runners up. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But he was good. He was good. And then he got drafted late, and everybody was trying to trade for a different quarterback. He handled that well and then led his team to the Super Bowl. you got to love the underdog. He was actually proposed for Deshaun Watson at one point. That's right. I'm glad. Phil, I'm, I bet Philadelphia's glad. That. I think they're breathing a sigh of relief yes. that they missed that bullet. You know, there there are times when uh, character counts. No is a good good answer. Absolutely. You know, that's that's true in our prayer life too. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're praying 100%. for something. We're praying for something, and we're like, "Why isn't God answering that?" Then we have that. Oh, that's why He didn't answer. Oh, he saved me for myself. Yeah, that's true. Can't that's what God you. does. And speaking of. Speaking of prayers and all those kinds of things, you and I got the opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. And we went to Israel. Yes. With Pastor Matt yes. and his wife, Becky, and, was an you know, 50-something people from Mission City and just had a uh, great time. We did. I, I, man, I have always wanted to do that, but always found a way to not do it. You know, it's it's not a cheap trip at all, but... It's not. It's worth every, every penny. It it really is. You know, I was I was talking to my brother who lives in the Wiley area, um, or lives in Wiley in the in the Collin County area, North Texas, and uh, he that's was asking Dallas me to you folks. Yeah, that's that's North Dallas for you. 
That's the Metroplex. But he was asking me if I thought the trip was worth it. Mm. And I said, absolutely. It was, it was totally worth it, you know. And, and uh, just to get the opportunity to go to the places where Jesus walked. And it sort of makes the Bible like a pop-up book. It does. While you're there. You, you, know? could, you could visualize uh, so much better. So like when we were in Qumran, and, you know, we were hanging out in that place where they do all the ritual baths, the ritual baptism. Yeah. Um, and you know, Iran said something that it's possible that John the Baptist would have been part of that society. Right. And so that's why baptism was such a important aspect in teaching um, for those people. That's why it would have been, it would have been, so important to John. And so you, and when he said that, I was like, well, that makes complete sense uh-huh. to me. I mean, and so you, you sort of picture it wasn't far from where uh, Jesus was baptized. And so it would right. have made sense. And you could just literally like see down the hill towards the Jordan river. Right. Like he could have literally just walked down there, baptized people and come back to that, to that encampment. Yeah. Time. And you know, one of the things that was really interesting is we had two different tour guides, right? Uh, one was uh, a messianic Jewish guy yeah. who came to San Antonio and and we did a seder meal and he led us through that which a. was a. awesome Ron. yeah a a Ron a Ron is uh, a Ron yeah and just an awesome guy uh, was born in New Zealand but repatriated back to you know Israel right and uh, mm-hmm. his, is living there and so uh, you know he's a messianic Jew then you had our other tour guide uh, Badger. Which was Abu George, uh, yeah, Abu George, which was also a uh, Jordanian Christian, although he was born in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the year that he was born, he still had to. He's not considered um, a natural Israeli citizen or whatever, right. so he had to have still passports and things like that, but he was allowed to travel anywhere pretty much because he was born in Jerusalem yeah. and he was able to go into Jordan and Turkey because he was Arab, although he was born in Jerusalem. And so Edron could not go to Jordan right. or Turkey. He had to wait there. And so it was interesting. But what was uh, the amazing thing is there's so much tension between Arabs and, and the Jewish people whenever you're there. But here we had two believers in Christ that were just laughing together and hugging each other. Calling each other brother. Yeah, they're calling each other brother. And, you know, you don't see that because of the religious differences or cultural differences. But Christ in both of them was so evident that there was no thoughts of any of that with them. And it it was so fun to to just kind of watch and listen to them talk about Jesus. Yeah. And how what an impact he was. And the real impact is, you know, we, we live sort of an Americanized Christianity here where we live. They they have such a a cultural appreciation for the Jewishness of Jesus, yeah. who he was in the area, in the land in which he lived, and to watch them lead us on the trip with such passion. For what we were seeing, yeah, they both love we what they do. You know, I mean, they were just like, "Hey, this, this is a a a, a place where Jesus would have stepped right here." And you're right. just like, and they were just so in awe. And I think that helped us have sure. that same awe and wonder in the in that land as well. And Badger 
uh, Abu George, which means father of George. Yep. Um, he was a political and cultural expert on the times oh, from yeah. Israel from even before Jesus' birth to Jesus' birth and so on. And so his take on biblical truth from a cultural and political standpoint opened up a who knew, uh, you know a whole new world for us. You know, and then you had you know Heteron teaching, you know, from a from a Jewish standpoint, yes. a Jewish tradition and and how this makes sense and and just hearing both of them teach was was such a unique opportunity and caused great growth for me in my walk with yeah. Christ. It's it, it like you said earlier, it really made the Bible come alive in so many different ways. You know, just reading right now, we're reading the Bible chronologically. And uh, so we're talking about the Exodus, you know, the Exodus of, of the, of the Jewish people, the Hebrew nation up out of Egypt. And, and of course they're not in the promised land yet. They're probably at this point wandering in, in Edom essentially is where they're at. And we got to see Petra, which is old, where Edom was, mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, when they say they were wandering through the wilderness, they were wandering through the yeah, wilderness. No I mean, it, it just kind of blows you away. We, we think our wilderness is like Arizona. Right, no, right. No, no, This was, there is nothing. Yeah. And it is so. As far as the eye could see. Cool to nothing. see. Almost like being pheasant hunting in West Texas, where you're like. Yeah. You can see forever. I can so see, flat. I can see desperate. Canada. You know, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it was just it was so cool. And Petra was awesome. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it from that. You know, being a history former history teacher, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, you know, well. uh, people were asking me so what my favorite part of the trip was, and and uh, the significance for me of being uh, at the Sea of Galilee and then oh, being yeah. on the boat and going out. Um, what was funny to me is I've heard. Uh, the story of Jesus walking on the, I read the story of Jesus walking on the water and heard that preached. And one of my very first sermons I ever preached was when Jesus walks on the water. And so to me, that was the coolest place, oh, Sea yeah. of Galilee. And I thought it was really small. Um, and I guess it is compared to, you know, the Pacific Ocean or, or something, the Mediterranean, you know, yeah, yeah, or something like that. But to me, it was still really, really big. And, you know, the wind started kind of blowing, and we got to see some of the choppy water mm-hmm. and stuff while we were there. And just having that that visualization of Jesus walking on the water and coming out to the boat, that, to me, was was super significant. You know, just imagining the middle of the night, the moon being out, and Jesus come walking out on the water. And, yeah. and then, you know, you think about Peter throwing his legs over the side of the boat and taking mm-hmm. a few steps. And, mm-hmm. and Scripture tells us that when he saw the winds and the wave, he began to, to, <clears throat> to, to sink. And I, you know, started thinking that's exactly what happens to us. We take our eyes off Jesus. We start to sink. We're in big trouble. And then when we finally reach out our hand, he's there above the raging water to take our hand and right. and just being at that place where he pulled Peter out of that and I'm thinking all the messes that he pulled me out of you know throughout mm-hmm. my life just that was so significant to me being on that boat and and uh just getting uh, an opportunity to to just sort of really visualize what that looked like yeah and you 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 see what it means when it says a storm suddenly came up because that that water was pretty pretty slick, almost like glass when we first got right. on it, 
and it started to get a little choppy. And then we went over, I think we were over at uh, the primacy of Peter uh, place. And all of a sudden the wind really started to whip up and the sea got, got pretty rough, you know, and it's, a it storm. didn't take a whole lot to make no. that water. You and know? so a storm essentially, not a, a thunderstorm or rainstorm, but the sea, the heavy winds came up, you know, and, and it, and I thought about, you know, how storms can, can just come up quickly in yeah. your life. You know I mean? Cause I was thinking, golly, that, that happened just so quickly. And I think in the Bible teaching is a storm suddenly came, well, the storm suddenly come in our lives as well. Yeah. I mean, out of nowhere, you know, we think, sure. we think things are going well. We're out on the water, we're out doing whatever. And a storm in your life can pop up and then, and then, Jesus does what Jesus does is he right. rescues us. He, Always the solution. He, he calms the storm. He says, and, and so much of it, our, our lack of faith, and we, we hide in fear and, right. and, and struggle, and, and, and we cry out to Jesus, don't you care about yeah. us, right? And he's like, oh, you a little faith. Right. And he calms the storm. And yeah. just as quickly as that storm came up, I remember getting on the bus, and we were driving around, and you look down, and that sea's back to being calm right. again. And it was just kind of a cool metaphor i guess you could say for what what god does in our lives yeah and you know and you think about when they cry out in fear these were these were experienced fishermen it wasn't like their first time out on the sea you know these guys knew what was going on and they still went down woke up jesus you know in the story where they wake him up and he's sound asleep you know and again he's like you have little faith and and i think that sometimes when i get on the other side of the storm and I'm like, how was I so panicked? What? How did I? Wh- why did I not think he was going to show up so big in my life or whatever? Yeah. And so, you know, I would, I would, you know, just again remind you as you're going through these storms, and maybe you're watching this podcast today and you're having a very difficult time, whether it be a doctor's report or a child's doctor's report or a wayward child or uh, financial difficulties, and you're going through this terrible storm. Uh, don't forsake the the faith, but but really dig in and get into the word and and find those places in scripture that talk about the storm, and then really meditate on that and pray and and sense how the Holy Spirit begins to sort of calm your nerves in the middle of a in the middle of a storm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and that just is it speaks to people around you too. It's such a powerful testimony to other people when they see us in the middle of a storm yet we're calm. You know, we're calm in the middle of this storm, and they're like, how can you be so calm? It's like, hey, my Savior is supreme. Well, that's what the disciples did with Jesus. Like, how could you be sleeping? How? He already knew. Right. I mean, he knew he, he, he knew his, what his father would do. He knew. And it's the same thing that Paul knew in prison. Yeah. It's the same thing that, that yeah. we can know um, when we go through those, those storms. I'll tell you one of my favorite places, and, and, and of course, I love— all, all of it, but I really loved, um, we did, we did garden at Gethsemane yeah. and getting to pray there was pretty cool. And just getting to spend some time where Jesus, um, you know, I, I kind of tried to imagine that the, the olive tree that I was under yeah. near was, could that have been where Jesus was and prayed, uh, for his father to remove yeah. that, that, that cup from him. That uh, that he was about to face, and but he said, but he but he said, you know, it's not, it's not my will, right? But yours be done, and uh, you know, Cheryl and I, we read uh, we read Philippians two, while we while we were uh, praying there, 
and about you know Christ's humility that he you know, yeah. he came and he he forsake his throne and he took on the form of a man who would be ultimately crucified for our sin and, and it made us really reflect in that moment of what Jesus did for us yeah and then he he was at a at a place at, at Gethsemane where um where he easily could have said I don't want to do this but yeah. I've surrendered my will to the father's will and submit and I to me that was that was a that was a great moment and then we went up to Caiaphas, Caiaphas's house, yeah. right? And we're standing around that courtyard. I don't know if you remember that courtyard. Yeah. And then just outside that courtyard are these stone steps. Aaron was telling us that those steps are the original steps, that all through Jerusalem, the Romans made these little, these little trails to different right. places. And this one just happened to go all the way to, down to Gethsemane, and it made it all the way up to Caiaphas's house. And I thought, that has to be the way. You're right in which Jesus was brought right. uh, after he was betrayed and brought before Caiaphas. Yeah. Man, that was, that was a cool moment for me. And still, when I look at that picture, I think about how Jesus, he didn't fight him. Right. He submitted to yeah. his Father's will at that point and said, I'm, gonna, I'm willing to endure yeah. it all for all of us. And so I'm so thankful for that. Yeah, I, and, you know, when you talk about the garden, um, Pastor Matt took a picture of, of me laying underneath a tree while I was, you know, kind of reading it or I think whatever. He said, "Who's this homeless?" Yeah, guy he kept sleeping? showing us people going, "Look at this homeless guy we saw at the Garden of Gethsemane." But um, I was sort of overwhelmed underneath the tree too because mm. I was like, you know, you don't know which tree that Jesus was under, um, but you sort of you get the idea of what he's going through, and and you're sitting there thinking about that, and and you know, so many we get so caught up on um, the pain of of. Uh, the cat of nine tails and the pain of, of the crown of thorns being placed on his head, you know, but really when he's sweating the drops of blood and he is going, you know, if there's another way, you know, I hope, you know, but not my will, your will be done. You know, it's not really so much about the cat of nine tails and all that, the, yeah. the beating and stuff. It was taking on our sins. Oh, yeah. And when God, the father has to turn his back on God, the son, and he executed his uh, punishment, on our sin, mm-hmm. on his son, Jesus there. And uh, when Jesus, you know, says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? In that moment, you know what he's sweating the drops of blood over. So, yeah, because he yeah, knows, he knows he's going to be outside That's of the right. relationship of the Father. It That's right. And that so to think about that was overwhelming to me, you know, trying to hold it together. And then like you, then we end up at, at that place of Caiaphas, and then we end up going to the place where Jesus carried the cross through those. The Via Della Rosa. Uh, yeah, the Via Della Rosa where Jesus carried the, the uh, cross in that narrow, you know, and that's the other cool thing about going to Israel too is when they talk about historical stuff, they're going back thousands of years. You're here in, you know, San Antonio, which we love, and you're like, well, here's a historical, here's the Alamo, that's 100 years old, you know, or 150 years old or whatever, you know, and then you go to, yeah, this is 2,000 years old or, or older. Or older. You know, the yeah. place where the, the pinnacle where Satan, you know, takes Jesus up yeah. to and says, you know, throw yourself down off here. We got to, you know, we got to be there as well and see that. And that was amazing. And then to pray at the Wailing Wall. Yeah, you know, and there's a picture of of you and I and Pastor Matt praying for Mission City Church yeah. and and just thanking God for all He's doing at Mission City, but then also thanking God for what He's about to do 
at Mission City as we embark upon uh, this yes period of, oh, yeah. of when God is going to uh, really do something amazing, even more amazing, and we're so yeah. excited about that, to be at the Wailing Wall and to lay hands and pray. And Pastor Matt writes the, the prayers down and puts it in you know the places in the Wailing Wall, the prayer requests yeah. that, that people have. is just It was just a great, great trip. It really was. Yeah, I would... I would I would go back tomorrow. Now I don't know that I'd want to do the flight again. That was a long flight. Yeah, the flight was. If I could be knocked out and wake up in Israel, that would be yeah. really really great. But I and, I and I want to say this too: you want to go to Israel, but you also want to make sure you go with your faith family, like your church. Oh, yeah. it's, it makes such a difference, and to be able to be with a tour guide that is a Christian, hundred percent. It's um, not a you, you're not going for a historical tour. No, no, this I mean, is you a get biblical. Some, you get you history, get history out of it, man. But this is not. Right. This is about. This is about drawing you closer in your relationship. Yeah, and you walk. you want to know who that tour guide is and, and all those things. You want to make sure that that you get with your pastor, your church. If you're out, if you don't go to Mission City Church, you watch our podcast. You want to make sure you get with your, your your pastor there and go. Let's you know, let's take a trip there. It's such a wonderful time. And again, going with your faith family just brings you closer to to, to people. Yeah, we that you're we with. made some really really great friends. I mean, even people we knew. I mean, we. I knew I I got closer to some people from Central Campus. You sure. got closer to some people from North. Yeah, West. I got to sit on the the plane for 127 days. You know, it seemed <laughs> like now it was like what is it, 13 hours, 13 and a half hours uh, on the plane, and and just man, what just a great trip to get to know people. Great get relationships, and, great time. Got to eat together. Yeah, food. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, better I, than I thought it was going to be. If you like falafel and chicken shawarma all the time, yeah. But it's actually pretty good. Yeah, we it was just a great time overall. So we would highly recommend uh, the trip to Israel. Again, we don't make any money off you going to Israel, so it's not like we're you know a paid endorsement at this particular time. <laughs> but uh, anyway, great to be back with you in the studio, yes, Chuck. It yes. was a good time. So tune in each week as we kick these off. We'll, pretty soon we'll have interviews with people. We're going to bring in our kids' ministers in a yep. few weeks. We'll bring in some other people from, yeah. from Mission City and... And uh, we just look forward to the things that God is doing here at Michigan. It's going to be a great semester. You stay tuned. You keep keep uh, hitting that like button, subscribe, be a part of Mission City. That's right. God bless. God bless you. See you on next time. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Mission City Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening on because it really does help us out. Thank you again. We'll see you next time.